Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with the crew from WNY Athletics, minus Tom Prince, there's Francis Beck, and Frank Wolf. Sorry, Frank, I gave Francis uh, top billing on that one. No disrespect. And our resident troublemaker, Roger Weiss. Morning, y'all. Ah, that's much better. Of course, Derek Kramer producing... Well, it was kind of like a wild night last night, so we're going to get into, uh, at least weather-wise it was, in some areas. So we're going to get into talking about that. We'll have uh, the uh, scores from last night and some stories. Uh, we're going to talk with uh, Jim Dupree, Pioneer head coach. That's coming up. All right, guys, news and notes. Roger, lay something on me. Well, you put on the... Uh the website earlier this week about the uh, young... Uh, that website, the Facebook page. Excuse me, the Facebook page. They're all the same to me. I know, I, I hear you. On, you know, pick out someone your own size. Uh, <laughs> the young, uh, what was it, fourth grader from Akron High School who turned out to be a hero because his uh, insulin pump saved a Wilson player. That's so awesome. I got to meet the whole family Thursday night because Akron played at uh, East Aurora. And Water. Akron won that game, right? Akron won that yes. game in over, over in right. overtime, uh, thirteen to seven. But anyway, uh, the Woods family: uh, dad is John, mom is Debbie, and of course the hero is Matt. I got a couple of high fives from him. Awesome! And like I say, I Diana alluded to on the uh, Facebook page. It's been the highlight of my football season to date. That's excellent. A couple more highlights coming up. Uh, next Friday at Springville High School, my good friend uh, Harry Skull, photographer par excellence for the Buffalo News. Love will be, Harry. Will be inducted into the Springville High School Hall of Fame. Outstanding. A week after that at West Seneca East High School, and I know we will get to them shortly. That's We're, October 5th, right? Yes, October 5th. They are having a 50th reunion of the first football team in 1969 and they will be playing uh charlie comerford's uh, charter school team that night but i'm looking forward to it anthony the first coach of uh west seneca east john schleifer is going to be there i don't know if you remember him he called into the show many years ago when we were talking about the closing of kensington high school mm -hmm. well he's going to be there so i'm looking forward to that and uh what can I say? Uh, things are great. Uh, finally, uh, got to give a shout-out to Rich Kozak and Jonah Kozak, the Frontier soccer team. Beat Hamburg soccer one to nothing. Uh, it was either Monday night or Tuesday night. I think Tuesday. Uh, 
Jonah Kozak set the uh, career record for assists at Frontier. He since had two more. They've only lost one game this year, league game, and that was to uh, Clarence, who is probably the real deal when it comes to soccer. But, uh, you know, I owe everything as far as my – if it wasn't for Rich Kozak, you would have never met me in – I can't thank him. Call my lawyer. I'm suing Kozak. Yep, there you go. You know, you only have Rich to blame, Anthony. You only have Rich to blame. But congratulations, yeah, Rich. Yeah, huge congratulations. Congratulations, Jonah. I cannot believe young Ava is a teenager. Oh my God. The it's time's going daughter. by too fast. This oh, is crazy. Give me a break. They were just babies a minute ago. Come yeah. on. I remember Sean and I had to do the uh, one Harvard Cup game because uh, while Ava was being born. Wow. Man, she's this is teen- crazy. Well, actually, she she won't be a teenager till November fifteenth. But for all practical purposes, she's a teenager. All right, news and notes on my end. First, a shout out to a longtime friend who I've reconnected with on Facebook, Greg Salazzo. Hi, Greg. It's so good to hear from you. Uh, Greg and I go back to God when I first started, even before that, high school. Just after high school, uh, when he graduated, my brother was at Performing Arts, and we all played soccer together. Greg, Andy McLean, uh, Rick Swenson, all the great guys that we hung out with on Elmwood Avenue. So uh, recently contact. He says he loves the show. He listens every week. Roger, he loves it when you do morning, y'all, as everybody else does. Also, you mentioned October 5th. That's also the same day Niagara Falls Junior Football Club is having its meat raffle. If you go to nfjfc.com, You'll get uh, information on the meat raffle. These things are a lot of fun. If you've never been to one, they're a blast. Make it a point to go out there and get it, uh, get yourself involved. Uh, bid as often as you can, as often as you want. And what I like about it is people come in, they bring pizzas, chips, and you just sit there and you eat all night and you you know, you know put your tickets in there to try to win lobsters, steaks, whatever they've got. It. It's it's Boy, really a good time. Eat at night and. Uh bit on food it doesn't get any better than that does it anthony no it really does <laughs> that's a good thing so that's all i have for news and notes francis anything from you bud well, well before we start with that we gotta look at your shirt i love your wardrobe cho- choice today i knew you would <laughs> like this this is one of my favorite shirts that uh uh coach les simon sent me it's the uh uh kenmore east uh, baseball shirts and what I like about it is the material. They're really comfortable to wear. and uh, Must be changing your oil in a few minutes. <laughs> oh, man! It's not even rivalry week if Frank's already throw, lobbing the grenades at Francis. Well, no, wait a minute, though. But what you like about it is the material. How about the nickname on top, which is the same as the nickname of your alma mater? Yeah, that's right, the Bulldogs. You're absolutely correct. There. <laughs> Thank you. you. feel better? <laughs> I mean, that's almost as uh, required as uh, moaning y'all. Is, uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, Francis, anything for news and notes before I go to our first guest? Well, Thursday was the big game as far as field hockey goes, big game of the year. Barker Royhart. Um, Barker kind of surprisingly picked up a 2-1 win. Uh, uh, Royhart seemed to have a strong team this year. Barker was a little bit under the radar. Not as strong as, but they pull out a victory over Reihard, two to one. Sierra Jigori and Katrina Clare both scored for Barker. Um, their win there, so big win for Barker. Uh, Niagara Wheatfield, Anthony Delasanti earned medalist honors, and he posting the lowest nine hole school ever for a Niagara Wheatfield golfer. That's a school record, three under par, thirty three. <laughs> 
Willie's Soccer, the girls have a car wash today, 10 to 1 at Transit Middle for 5 bucks. Look at it outside, though. You may want to just It'll be chilly out there to be giving <laughs> car washes. Mount St. Mary Academy Sports Boosters. Largest fundraiser is going to be on October 20th, Taste of the Mount, 6 p.m., doors open. Get in touch with one of your favorite uh, buddies from uh, Mount St. Mary's or one of the lovely ladies that attend the school. And I believe that's about it for me, Tony. Well, I have one more college commitment. Uh, Trey Biscali of Waynesville East Soccer committed to play at Damon College. Congrats to him. He's also the nephew of Grand Island coach Frank Butcher, who many people know out there. So congrats to him. Shout out to Dom uh, Sorrento, my buddy Vic's son. I guess he's doing good things in uh, soccer, I believe, for West Seneca. So uh, shout out to him. Now, uh, it was pretty cool. Yesterday, I'm sitting around minding my own business, and Brian Colziel sends me, sends me a text. He says, hey, Tone, I've got something that's pretty cool for you. And uh, along with it came a video. Uh, Sweet Home High School had a pep rally uh, sort of deal going on. Uh, you know, gym packed with students, and they had the math teacher, Steve Becker, gave him a chance to shoot a half-court <laughs> shot. If he makes it, one of the students wins a flat-screen TV. So I'm watching the video, and Steve, you know, sends the ball into the air, and swish, it goes in, and you see the gym go bananas. No- it was amazing. Nothing but net? Nothing but net. At least that's the way it looked on my uh, on the little screen on my phone. So uh, we have Steve Becker on the line. Good morning, uh, Steve. How are you doing, gentlemen? Oh, we're doing great. I mean, did I describe that uh, correctly? You did. You got you got the shortened version of the video, though. I missed the first two. Oh, you did? <laughs> so, yeah, Brian cut that out. Anthony, uh, <laughs> yeah. when he said yeah. gentlemen, I hope he wasn't including me in there. No, he wasn't. He Thank wasn't. You. Don't worry, Raj. <laughs> they they uh, had a random draw of kids come out, and they could either choose to shoot or they could choose a faculty member. And the second young lady came out, and she chose to have me shoot for her. Uh, and the first one almost went in. And she was she was starting to cry because she was so uh, upset or oh. in front of everybody. And so I let her rub the ball for the second one and totally threw that one to the left. <laughs> Felt terrible. <laughs> I, I, so I step up there for the third one and I had a you know a lot of a lot of jitters because I wanted to win it for her. And uh, you know by luck would have it, it went in and she was so excited. Uh, and the kids obviously were excited for her too because they rushed on the floor. That was Great it night. was amazing to see. Of course, the uh the video that I saw it was shaking at the end. Uh mm-hmm. you know, so it was hard to focus on on what was going on after that. But it looked like it was nothing but net. Was that correct? It was, it was. It was a it was pretty pure shot. Although when I shot it I thought I missed it. I feel like there might have been a gust of wind from the heavens above. Mm. Took it in for her, so now, now you might uh, get a now you might get a phone call from Dude Perfect asking you to join them in for their trick shot videos that they do on YouTube. I mean that's outstanding. Yeah. And I, by the way, uh, how big was the TV? Uh, it was uh, forty three inches. I think. Whoa! Yeah, and I and I, if I'm not mistaken, I, I believe the young lady they don't have a flat screen TV, uh, or possibly they don't have a TV. I couldn't quite understand her, so. The family was uh, was in need of one, so oh. it, was a, it was a huge deal for that family and, and uh, you know, for the family of, of Sweet Home in general. To come sure. To that was awesome. You know, I, I've got to tell you, you know, I, I was at uh, Sweet Home North Tonawanda game a couple of weeks back, and in fact, uh, it was the same night your v- girls' volleyball team was playing Williamsville South. 
And the one thing that I've noticed the last two Sweet Home games that I've gone to is the improvement in attendance. The, the stands were packed. And, I mean, there was really no room for anyone else to come in, as opposed to years back when it was a small student section. And, Rod, you remember some of the games that we did uh, on WGR for Friday Night Lights with Brian Koziel. And, you know, we'd comment, like, where are the fans? They're supporting Sweet Home football now. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I coached uh, basketball for a few years with the great Paul Shinsius, and uh, oh, we, we love Paul. State titles, yeah. We went back to back, you know, uh, sectional champions, and we didn't have a whole lot of people in the stands for such great teams. And our football teams were real good back then. And yeah, with Day Day and, and company. Yeah, like and like you said, we didn't really have the stands there, and we had some phenomenal teams. But uh, we are, you know, getting back around to that community feel here and. We were supposed to have our homecoming events last night, but they canceled uh, the bounce houses and stuff. Yeah, uh, that'd be tough to do in that kind of wind. But last year we had, I, I, I believe it was well over 2,000 people uh, from the community out at the bounce houses and the food trucks and the whole event of the game and stuff. So it's uh, really coming back together uh, nicely, and a lot of that uh, falls on the administration here. And Scott Martin doing a real nice job of, yeah. of uh, in his tenure of, of really trying to bring the community feel back. All right, Steve, thank you much for uh, spending no some time with us. Wait, Roger has one thing before he loses well, we, his we mind. Got Tony, this is something that's been ongoing for years. Maybe we can get an answer now. Uh, having coached with Coach Shinsis, is Coach Shinsis really as good as he was, or was he only as good as Pat Cauley claimed uh, uh, Pat Cauley made him that good? <laughs> well, you know, you're only, you're only as good as the guys you steal from. So, <laughs> Whatever way you feel like. But, uh, no, Paul's definitely one of the best coaches I've ever been around. I learned a ton in my time with him, and, uh, you know, those were some of the best times in my life, to be honest. So, uh, a shout-out to Paul. But PJ is right there with him. <laughs> those two are unbelievable. That's a pair oh, that could beat a full house. Oh. <laughs> you want a good time, you just got to go out with those two. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Steve, thank you so much. Congratulations, and uh, job well done. Thank you very much, guys. Have a good day. All right. You too, uh, Steve Becker, math teacher and uh, assistant uh, volleyball coach, I believe, for Sweet Home. One more thing I want to bring up, Anthony. I forgot to bring up on News and Notes, and this is for Markel, and I know he's listening online out there. Quell! Quell, guess what? Uh, you don't have to worry about uh, Cleve Hill playing any more home games at Maryvale High School. It's my understanding the Cleve Hill new facility is complete and in fact i believe the rest of their home games will be played at the new facility so if you're going to make it home for a football game quell keep that in mind all right let's get into the scores from last night bennett beating will north 24 to 21 lancaster over clarence 31 to 22 ken west beating frontier 39 to 13 jamestown over niagara wheatfield 26 to 14 west seneca west 42 hamburg zero mckinley taking care of kenmore east 53 to 20 will east 44 sweet home 29 Grand Highland uh, defeating North Tonawanda 34-15. West Seneca East all over Star Point 59-22. South Park beating Amherst 40-8. Luport over Lakeshore 34-12. Pioneer beating Cheetawaga 33-14. In fact, we're going to be talking with Pioneer Coach in just a minute. Maryvale over Iroquois 48-12. Olean beating Medina Barker Lindenville in overtime 14 to 13, Albion over Depew, 35 to nothing. Tonawanda blanking Alden, 27 to nothing. Burgard over Eden, 36 to nothing. 
Wilson taking care of Gowanda, 7-6. JFK beating Silver Creek, 32-22. Akron over East Aurora slash Holland, 13-7 in overtime. And there are your scores from last night. If I missed any, I apologize. That's all I was able to uh, gather in. Yeah, just uh, besides the games down south that were either delayed or will be rescheduled for today, uh, one thing I want to say, I was at uh, the game where Star Point was at West Seneca East last night, Anthony. Uh, final score, 59-22. to 22. Uh, Don't let the score fool you. The game was not that close. Wow. Uh, I, I heard they didn't even th- attempt to throw the ball, West Seneca East. I think they might have thrown it on one of the two-point conversions. Well, when your running back runs for uh, over 260 yards, you really don't need to throw that much. <laughs> and then the other running back only run, ran twice, once for a 60-yard touchdown and one for a 56-yard touchdown. Amazing. Uh, it's just the uh, offensive line, or in the defensive line especially, would not give Star Point a chance to run their offense the way they wanted. And I'm sure the wind conditions was no help to Star Point. But, uh, you know, I got mixed emotions about that game. I'm close to people on the staffs of both teams. So, anyway. I wanted to invite Jim Dupree, or actually Frank invited Jim Dupree. I wanted to bring him up right now before we go to the break. Pioneer head coach. Uh, 33-14 to win over Cheektowaga is a pretty big, uh, pretty big deal. Good morning, Coach. Jim Dupree, are you there? No, I don't hear anything. All right, maybe we'll try again a little bit later. Um, we'll have that, him on. I mean, that's a that's a pretty big win. So let's save that for when uh, Jim calls back. And Roger, back to what you were talking about with Star Point. All right. We know Chase likes to throw the ball. They like to come out, start point that four wide receiver, five wide receiver even, and just spread the ball over. They weren't able to toss because of the wind, or is it mostly because uh, mostly because of what uh, West Seneca East was doing defensively? It was either the talent uh, differential between the defensive line and the star point offensive line. So Chase had no time to set up exactly. and throw? Exactly. Either that or the, the schemes, uh, you know, these guys got to run their patterns. They didn't have times, so they couldn't uh, even do like short little thing. Short. The few that were successful for were like when he roll out and all that. But uh, again, it's not like they had the same uh, rushing scheme coming after them. They came from different directions every time, and uh, either the schemes were great or they guessed uh, guessed right. Well, how much did weather play a factor in that game? Because Chicktawaga, the weather was atrocious for throwing. I the, can't imagine they were any better. No, at start- if it was, it was strictly wind, and it's a crapshoot. And it, was, it wasn't like they were 50-mile gusts, but it was breezy and all that. Well, but, but not enough was, to knock the ball down. Yeah, but okay. there was, it wasn't like there was rain included and all that. It was something right. that I'm sure he could have adjusted to. I would say probably 65-35, 65% being the scheme, maybe 35% percent probably closer to 25% would be win-related to their lack of uh, prowess Success. last night. Okay. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we have uh, Coach Jim Dupree back on the line, and we'll talk to him about the Pioneer game. Plus, we've got several other games that we want to talk about. Some games have been moved, and uh, we'll get you up to speed on that as well. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. 
Tony Caligiuri, Frank Wolf, Roger Weiss, Francis Beck, WNY Athletics. Talking about the games from last night. Uh, can you bring up our guest, uh, D? We're going to say... Uh, we're going to say good morning, try again. Uh, coach Dupree from, uh, Jim Dupree from Pioneer. Good morning, Coach. Hey, guys, you got me? Yeah, we got you loud and clear. Uh, you must be really excited this morning and proud, certainly proud of your team. Yeah, it's been an unbelievable couple weeks for the for the kids when the schedule came out this uh, year. I think all of us just uh, collectively gasped and, uh, you know, we knew this was an important stretch and we couldn't be more proud of the, the, the boys here. They do a great job. Coach, uh, you guys are 4-0 for the first time since I think anyone can remember, but you guys just ran a gauntlet. You had Iroquois, Maryville, who was 2-0 and at the time when you played them. Now you got Cheektowaga, 3-0 and at the time you played uh, Cheektowaga in their barn, and you guys come out victorious, and Riggerman, Mike Riggerman, is really starting to separate himself from some of the other players around Western New York as one of the top players here in the area. Yeah, he's doing a great job. Uh, he re- really exploded in the second half, you know, uh, kind of held in check in the first. And then, uh, I don't know, he might have gotten a little angry, and he ended up with, uh, in the second half, 218 and four touchdowns just in the second half. Wow. What struck me, Coach, yesterday about Riggerman, and really the week before, he had kind of a muffed punt situation at your 10-yard <laughs> yeah. line yesterday. And uh, Cheektowaga gets control of the ball, and I believe they score there. Riggerman doesn't let that affect him. He comes out in the second half, and I believe that was the first played in the third quarter, uh, that scenario there. But he doesn't let that get to him. He comes out, and after that, it was all Riggerman. I mean, he muffs a punt inside his own 10, right? One of the best players in Western New York. And he gobbles it up, forgets about it, puts it behind him. You've done a good job this year of your players, when they've made mistakes, putting it behind them and getting ready for the next play. Like, they don't even... Think about the mistake. Well, that's what it should be. The mindset should be, you know, what's important is the next play. Yeah, but that's just so difficult with high school kids. Yeah, easy for you to say, Anthony. (laughs) Try doing it with little league kids. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you're paying you the big bucks. But how far do you think your team can go, Jim, now that you guys are 4-0 and you just played, I guess, two of the the top teams in Class B? Yeah, they're both great, great teams, and we have a lot of respect for them. And we're not really worried about where we're going to go. We just have to focus one game at a time. You know, I mean, legitimately, Luport has a lot of talent on that team, and that's what we have to focus on. We can't look down the road. That's a mistake, and uh, we just can't do it. And, you know, the kids just respond. They've done that all year long. When there are mistakes, we, we've always managed to come back, and that's a credit to our coaches and uh, to, our, to our team. The kids just always come back. Roger coach, has a question for you, coach, coach. Quick question, and I know it's early; it's only week four. But uh, with uh, two more weeks of uh, league play, have you been uh, looking ahead the, to this? Uh, you know the uh, what determines uh, which of the teams will be uh, from the three leagues will be the first seed, which of the teams will be the second seed, and more importantly, why I'm asking. Is there a chance at this point in time where the loser of the Chicktawaga Maryvale game coming up in Week Seven could actually be funky ball headed instead of the playoffs? No, I don't see it that way at all, Roger. In fact, uh, I think that uh, 
you know, and yes, I, we're looking ahead, and I'm looking ahead. That's my job as coach to to see what's coming up. But I'll tell you what, um, Chitawaga and Maryvale are both going to make the playoffs, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, we're looking to see what happens because you never know. If we get a, a bad seed, you could, we could end up playing the loser of Maryvale Chitawaga, and uh, you know that's that's it's crazy, but it's a possibility. Sure, I think that happened a year ago where uh, one of those. Uh... The fourth seed was uh, probably could have been a third seed in any other, or yeah, number three seed in any of the other two leagues. Sometimes Absolutely. those four or five matchups can really be interesting. Well, coach, I'm sure that bus ride home was probably one of the best you've ever been a part of. Just talk about the the 45 to an hour long bus ride had a uh, bus trip you had home after winning yesterday. Well, that was a lot of fun. It was a great trip home, and, uh, you know, you like to have those kinds of trips. It makes it a lot lot better when you have that long ride, when you get a win out of it. So kids enjoyed the ride. We got home pretty late. Uh, they were up early this morning. They're actually probably listening in the weight room right now as we speak. Hi, kids. Hey, guys, what's up? <laughs> so I guess WNY Athletics is your good luck charm, considering we've seen you two weeks in a row, and you've beat two of the top teams in the league. So. We'll have to see if we can come and see you guys at Louport. But honestly, Coach, best of luck to you guys the rest of the way. I know you got a lot of new fans in, uh, up this way as far as fans of the Pioneer Panthers. A lot of new eyes are watching you guys, so best of luck the rest of the way. Coach, quick Thank question. Thank you very much, guys. Quick question, Coach. Where do you guys go for a post-game party now that Earl's is closed? <laughs> we miss Earl's. I miss the legs under the table and everything. The eyes are on the pies. But Oh, yeah, yes, uh, I miss those pies. Closed. That was a great place. Great place. All right, Coach, take care. It was great talking with you this morning. All right, guys, have a great day. Thank you very much. All right, Jim Dupree, head coach of uh, Pioneer. And he mentioned their game coming up against Luport next week. And I, I wanted to, uh, you know, and it's just they're, they're listening, they're going to know about Frank Previtt running back for Luport. Uh, who I thought was their entire offense last night. A bit windy, but I don't think it affected the uh, passing game at all. But uh, when you're running back and pound out over 130-something yards, and to do it two days after his mother passed away, man, that's something else. My heart uh, goes out to you, Frank, and to the Previtt family. My thoughts and prayers are with you. God bless you, young man. You you made your mom proud, man. Yeah, that's crazy. It is it's crazy, but I mean, just a story like that is just—it's mind mind-boggling. And um, you know, I didn't know it at the time until I read uh, the Gazette uh, this morning, and it just blew my mind. I'm like watching, and, and my buddy, who I, uh, Sal, who I coached with, we were watching. Like this kid's just tearing it up. And Lakeshore also has a nice running back too. I didn't get a program uh, number forty-seven. I'm, I'm not sure his name, but. Boy, that kid's got speed. Gets to the outside. Uh, I'm sure the Luport coaches will contest. He's something else. Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen a lot of either team just yet. I know that was Luport's first win. We hear a lot about Joe Powers. How did he look? You know, it was tough because when when you see him, uh, when you see their I, them uh, run the ball and run it so well, they did a nice job blocking, making lanes. That's what one thing I, I pointed out. Just like you watch the end, or somebody will kick the defensive end out, and then they'll seal the uh, defensive tackle inside, giving uh, a, a lane to run through. Uh, not they, they connected on a few uh, long passes. Um, defensively, they had a defensive back, number 22. Uh, who did a really nice job of shadowing uh, Lakeshore's top receiver. Well, I believe 
speaking of Pioneer, they go to Lewport, or they have Lewport at home and then Lakeshore at home before they close out on the road against Springville. Cheektowaga still has Maryvale, and there's another tough one for Cheektowaga in there somewhere. Lackawanna, I think, comes to Cheektowaga this week. So, and there's a number of Steelers in the in the bleachers yesterday checking to see what's going on. Keyshawn Bale's still a tough player. Yeah, I mean, he did a pretty I, good job with what he had to work with. He had a couple of nice passes to Tamel Bass. Um, he had a lot of. Fortunately, he had a lot of receivers who just dropped balls. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. There was a couple of games that I did want to uh, point out that caught my eye and get you guys. How about that? I told you guys about this. That's a long bus ride for Niagara Weefield to take all the way down to Jamestown. I harped on it all week. I said, you can lose focus on a long bus ride, especially when you're going into a place that just lost a game, you're 3-0, and you've got all the momentum, and you're thinking you're going to roll this team. It did not happen. Jamestown got the better of uh, Niagara Weefield. I know there was some weather delays there. Oh, my still. God. Did you see the video of the rain? Oh! <laughs> 26-14. My hat's off to the Red Raiders, man. They did not you know, buckle under the pressure at all. They were ready for. They were waiting for Niagara Wheatfield. Uh, how about long bus rides, uh, Wilson and Gowanda? That's a long bus ride. But uh, the one game that really uh, jumped out, Bennett over Will North. Crazy. Crazy turn of events in that game. I was following along on Twitter best I can. Bennett scores a touchdown on the last play of the game. I don't know the exact They scored on the first play, too. Yeah, they scored a 90-yard kickoff to set the tone, right? But North comes back. I believe they had a, a next two touchdowns. Either way, uh, Bennett, they couldn't do it on the ground. Will North's defensive line held up, and I had a feeling they would. But at the end of the game, I mean, take your hats off to Bennett. And I said this earlier, this is a team you got to watch out for in double-A. Much improved. They're going to make a... They're going to make a run this year, and they did it in top-notch fashion, top form last night. They get a last-second touchdown against Will North. The Spartans have now have two losses in double-A, Roger. Two losses in double-A. They're in trouble. So, And Clarence lost again. That's the only, that might be their saving well, grace. Well, Clarence is the one that's in trouble. They have to run the uh, table now. Well, they, what's going through North's head? They have Lancaster last week, a depleted well, team. They can't beat them. And then Bennett comes in. Where's their mindset at right now? They the, got a lot of work to do. The problem is there's three games, and one of them was not true to form. Was the Bennett uh, 55 to whatever win over Clarence? Was that the fluke? Because Will North beats Clarence in overtime. Yeah. Bennett beats Will North on the last play of the game. So those two would indicate that there's no way. Bennett should have beat Clarence. What was it, 55 to 20? It was like 34 to yeah, it wasn't 7. That they got bad, the 20-point cushion. It was, it was more than that. I thought it was Bennett was in the 50s. I, no, Hutch Tech plays today, 50s. right? Hutch Tech's oh. plays yeah, today. Yeah, I guess at Niagara Falls, uh, okay. 2 o'clock hour or 1 o'clock, so, I'm not sure. So they're still very much in the picture. But Orchard Park, which no one's talking about, because, they got an easy one today. They got an they easy got one an today. They got an easy one today, but then they run a gauntlet. In the last they stuff, do, but they get Will North. So you're not Will North. Off. Again, they only lost to North last year by an extra point or a field goal. Try. I know Tom Prince isn't here right now, and he might disagree. But we haven't seen how Will uh, Orchard Park compares to the uh, rest of the league yet, because the only opponents they have played they got is not Hutch Will Tech. North. It's not. They haven't played, again, in the last four weeks, I think they played Bennett, Clarence. Week six, Clarence yeah. game. To me, the loser of that game might be out in a funky ball. Wow. 
What a season. Yeah. Class AA is, is a pretty exciting. You but talk I mean, about fun. Fun. But you talk yeah. about, I think there's parody there. <laughs> yeah. I think this is Because Lancaster's not nearly as good as they were a year ago, as good as they don't are. Don't tell them that. Don't, don't tell, tell them that at all. Don't tell Will North that. Yeah, but uh, don't, you, don't tell Clarence that. Can you say Joe Andreessen? That's why they're not as good as they but were. But you know a year what they ago. do differently that a lot of other teams don't do? And Sean Brusso pointed this out time and again with me. He goes, Frank, we don't care who gets the glory. Look at their quarterback situation. They could care less who scores the touchdown. It's they not care about less the glory with, with Andreessen. Andreessen was one of a kind, in my opinion. We haven't I, seen him in years. That, to me, is a difference maker, which makes him. So okay. you've got 10 other guys that step up even more and make up for it. Okay. That's that's where I that's my point exactly, yeah. Tony. You're right. Um uh, look how well West Seneca West is playing. They don't have Matt Myers anymore. That's true. They're rolling. They are absolutely rolling. So you can't uh you can't take that away from them. Uh the division they're in isn't all that hard. No. Oh. oh come on, take a look at it. <laughs> <laughs> now you know why we call him our resident troublemaker. There you have it, right there. Uh, let's see any games that you guys wanted to throw out there that uh... I uh, from last night. No, from two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Southwestern. If I would have said they... that, you'd have been all over me. You know that <laughs> Southwestern had a little, a little bit of a scare. They didn't have an easy one with Allegheny Limestone. They only won twenty-one to fourteen. That's an eye-opener. Right there. Well, I wonder how the weather. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Is is, is you know what game? Because if you look weather... at the weather map last night, there was su- it was like a thin band uh, from what I saw. In fact, that's why I, I made the decision, switched up. It's like yeah, I'm just going to go up to uh, Louport. I don't think we're going to deal with any weather, and we didn't. Uh, the the worst thing that happened there was they ran out of uh, cheese and pepperoni pizza, oh my and all I had left God. was cheese pizza. That's rough. Oh. It is rough. That's I mean, rough. that's hardship. I like the uh, McKinley answered the bell yesterday against Ken Maurice. That was a big division win for them uh, because a two right now. You're looking at Grand Island and pro- probably McKinley because Sweet Home hasn't won a game yet. North Tonawanda continues to get beat, and then that was a big game for Ken Maurice and McKinley. McKinley comes through. Another team that why I'm, is Francis smiling? Look at that smile. He, he likes what? that. He said, "Frank, say that again." <laughs> Ken East wins. No, oh, they, they lost. Win. They lost. Oh, well, I thought you said Ken- Kenmore East. <laughs> right. Kenmore West won. But, but how anyways. does Kenmore East look now for the uh, – they will probably finish in third. What are their chances against the other two third-place teams, Francis? Have you uh, prognac- prognosticated that you looked one? at it. Well, <laughs> all right. Um, well, it's going to be tough because they already lost to Blaine's East earlier in the season. And – He's got Grand Island coming up. I, I you know, Williams Valise already beat him, so they you got a tiebreaker right there. You need Williams Valise to lose more games. Ken East needed that win yesterday, yeah. probably a little more than McKinley. I maybe. I, I think. But how are you going to? I mean, equally. you look at McKinley, uh, the athleticism that they bring, the speed that they get for Tony. To they the should outside. be undefeated, and yeah. they hung in with they Orchard Park. Undefeated. They hung well, in with Orchard Park the first and, game. Right. In, in terms of league play. The other team that we're not talking about that we're going to have to start talking about is Tonawanda. Because I thought that was a fluke with Dunkirk. I thought Dunkirk totally looked past Tonawanda. I don't think they gave them any respect. They came up here. Tonawanda hadn't won a game in, what, 10 years? And all kidding aside, seriously, Tonawanda has not been relevant since like 2012. Dunkirk makes the trip up there. They think they're going to roll, and they just buried it in North Carolina. Collins by, what, 40, 50 points? Mm-hmm. They're coming up to Tonawanda, who can't score a point. It's a close game. They win on a, on a late fourth-quarter touchdown. 
Tonawanda gets a lot of mom- a lot of confidence out of that game. Tons of confidence. Next, the following week, they go out and they beat Newfane, their first win in who knows how long. And Newfane's been doing very well. Well, that's why it looks yeah. like now that that was uh, decide the uh, third place team in that division. Well, Tonawanda. now Tonawanda wins last night. They beat Alden handedly, handedly, twenty-seven nothing. I don't know how good Alden. I don't know how good the Bulldogs are there this year. I don't know, but Tonawanda rolls them last night, twenty-seven nothing. Uh, Braddle with a 62-yard touchdown, another 12-yard run late in the game. It looks like they've got a quarterback. We had uh, Sean Mangold here a yeah. few weeks ago. His son, assistant coach, only a, I believe he's only a freshman, threw a touchdown pass. So Tonawanda's got something going on there. We have to start paying attention at the very least. Sure. The TNT game this year is going to be, be yeah interesting because it hasn't been relevant in a while. So my hats off to co- head coach Joe Kelly and what that team's doing sure. over there. A descendant of uh, Jerry Tutwiler from Kenmore West. So it all leads back to Ken West. Who won yesterday, Francis, by the way? <laughs> well, I was just about to talk Rivalry about A1. going to be fun. <laughs> it really is. Talk about, uh, you know, with Niagara Weekfield losing, we're in an interesting situation with the A1 division. Bingo. Uh, well, right, because you have uh, Kenmore West stands at 1-1 one one right now. Niagara Weekfield's 2-1. Depending on how that game goes, really affects second place at this point. But now you have Jamestown, a team that beat Wheatfield and lost to West. That's a division that could come down a point differential in terms of second place at this point. That and it's and a second and third. Second, yeah, second and third. All right, let's take a break, and when we come back, some games were moved around, uh, so we're going to get you updated on that. Yeah, literally. We're moved around, so we'll get you up to date on that and talk about some of the games going on today. You're listening to Inside High School Sports, Sports Talk. Saturday is up next, WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. The weather was an issue last night and uh, the fact that some games have been moved around. And uh, so we try to do our best to uh, line up what is going on. What games have been moved, Raj? Well, today the game is going to be played at 6 o'clock at Chautauqua Lake between the Chautauqua Lake-Westfield combination team and the Randolph-Frewsburg combination team. Uh, last night in Salamanca, Climber Sherman, Panama, and Salamanca, the game was uh, there was an evacuation because of a tornado warning. Boy, that must have been a lot of fun. Oh, I'm sure. Anyway, they're resuming the game today. Uh, they're warming up as they speak because 11 o'clock is when they're supposed to resume the game. So unless you live around the corner, I don't think you'll be able to make that game. They they don't know when Cat Little Valley Maple Grove will be make, made up. No, I thought that was Monday. Today. No, that's Monday night. Yeah. I assume Monday. I'm assuming, you know, since the kids have school Monday, I'm assuming it's like maybe a, a six or seven o'clock game. Don't hold me to that. Five thirty p.m. You are correct. It is or, Monday at or five thirty. Or five thirty. Sure. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> so is that it as far as games moved? Yeah, because everyone else actually they had two hour delays and yes. then resumed the game. Uh. Games going on today, Cardinal O'Hara at St. Francis, 1 o'clock. Does no St. Francis game. usually have a 7 o'clock game? What's going on with those games at St. Francis not being played Saturday night at 7 p.m.? I don't know. Uh, 
I'll find out today. I'm going to that game. Okay. After, you know, the show. Well, I'll That's going to be a that, good game. Yeah, exciting matchup. You got a sophomore quarterback, Jake Fritz, who's really taken the entire area by storm. He's up there with Chase in terms of passing yards. Uh, and you've got Cardinal O'Hara, which is a very senior-laden team with a lot of talent. And I think they're going to be primed to try to, you know, come up with an upset if they we'll can. Have to, we'll have to see. I I think that uh, O'Hara's played quite well, but they've just played two kind of weak teams, if you ask me. They're... Two wins in a row, but they're not. They haven't played a team like St. Francis. Uh, they they since have their best one. shot in a while. I would. They say. have a better shot, no question about it. Uh, I, I just think with Tiger and Ritz and uh, who's the other kid from Canada that came down, Angelo. Yeah, Casati. Yeah, Casati. Yeah. Saint and their tight end. I mean, St. Francis is uh, is a tough team, and that's that's going to be a high scoring affair either way. I have a feeling it could be a fifty fifty one point game if not more jake ritz last week as a sophomore led his team from a 21 nothing deficit against a team in ohio a very hostile uh, territory if you will so i mean he's getting a lot of love right now and deservedly so he's played phenomenal i haven't seen anything on canisius what's going are they playing this weekend they played aquinas yesterday they were no down they didn't st joe's plays aquinas I'm today sorry they played cathedral prep yesterday and they were down 14 nothing in the first quarter and i have it we didn't get another update Question on today's St. Francis game against Cardinal O'Hara. Supposing Cardinal O'Hara wins. Supposing. Now, assuming, or, you know, they uh, later, they I don't know, do they play both Joes and uh, Canisius? Because Cardinal, Cardinal O'Hara cannot play in the Monsignor Martin championship game. No, they, they cannot yeah. play in the championship game. O'Hara mm. can run the table. They can beat everybody. That's They're my not point. playing in the championship game. What's wrong with that picture? Well, <laughs> I think they did that. Uh, They've done that before. Yes, and, they have. And it didn't turn out well for the smaller school. To the point where the head coach was literally visibly upset, and rightfully so. But, look. Well, I remember I mean, St. Joe. I mean, O'Hara cha- uh, challenging St. Joe's, wanting to play them. Uh, at the season, they were begging for yes. a game. Uh, yeah, this goes back to when uh, Angelo was the coach at O'Hara, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and they had the dynamic duo at running back Fagans and. Yeah, the Buffalo News co players of the year that year. Yeah, I can't. I won't uh, get into that political. Uh, the scores from last night around Monsignor Martin. Tymon lost 36 to 29. St. Mary's lost 18 10. And Canisius fell 52 to 15 to Cathedral Prep. That's a Ooh. Cathedral Prep team that graduated all 22 starters last year. Now, we oh, saw them, Francis, my. in Lancaster, 7 on 7, and they rolled everybody. Everybody. Yeah. That was, a, that was where Lancaster, West Seneca West. Um, who else was Niagara Orchard Field, Park, Star Niagara, Point, yeah, Will North? They rolled everybody that they played on that seven yeah, seven. Cathedral Prep's been like that for years. Okay. They don't, you know, they don't yeah. rebuild; they reload. The best of the best in Erie. Yeah, I guess so. Best of the best in tri states, maybe. Man, all right. I think that catches us all up on uh, what's been going on. Next week will uh, be another interesting week. We'll see what uh, what happens. Still have to figure out which game I want to go to. I will be. Uh, it's good uh, luck. Well, Thursday with that. night you got Bennett and La- and Bennett Lancaster. And Lancaster at all high. That's Thursday night. I believe. Thursday night. Yeah. Oh, Friday I got night, practice. Hey, my Wolfpack, the CSP babies. They're coming up. They're playing Depew week five non-leaguer. But if you want to see uh, Derek Eklund and Garrett Hinsdale, some real good players down in Class D coming up to play Depew, 
Uh, we'll be doing audio play-by-play Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday. We're not sure which game we're doing yet. But Thursday we'll do Bennett Lock, Lancaster. Friday we'll do CSP and Depew, and then we have to pick a game on Saturday to do. Outstanding stuff. Derek Kramer, thank you as always. Sports Talk Saturday is coming up next. We'll talk to you next week with more Inside High School Sports. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.